This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 798 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Today, we have Dr. Christopher Tan, his company, Surebreak Concierge Aesthetics. Dr. Tan, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Charlie. This is a great opportunity. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for all you do and, and, and making us look and feel wonderful. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's an important aspect of life. If we don't feel great about ourselves, both on the inside and outside. It's, it's not necessarily a fun existence. So, uh, uh, <laughs> right. <Exactly. laughs> uh, so let's get into your company. Let's start there. Dr. Tan, Surebreak Concierge Aesthetics, uh, fill us in. Yeah, so basically we are a small concierge aesthetics practice. You know, we, we kind of broke out during, uh, during the COVID timeframe. Um, it's, it's really a practice of my wife and I. My, my wife is a physician assistant, yeah. um, and uh, we both have had a passion for aesthetics outside of our general medical practices and uh, decided to pursue kind of a niche market of, of, of concierge aesthetic services. Um, and it's been received well out in the community and, and we're, we're a growing practice. And, uh, you know, it's been a great opportunity to kind of provide personalized service for our clients. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how cool is that? You know, Barb and I, my wife, uh, we've been together in businesses, many, many businesses over the years, starting with health clubs way back when, when we were in college and, and now uh-huh. look at us today. So, uh, but you know, it's an interesting dynamic, as you well know, you and your wife, and it's it's great that you can have both relationships, both the uh, you know the the married version, and, yeah, and the business. Yeah, you know, it's it's been great. We've had a we've yeah. had a you know a great time working together. Um, we do a lot of cases together, um, so you know we will go out and see clients together, and and uh, we provide I think a, a unique service in the uh, kind of Fort Myers, Southwest Florida area. Yeah. So let's explore that a bit because you, you mentioned you go out and see clients. Uh, so Absolutely. What, yeah. So our listeners go, what do you mean by that? Yeah. What's that all so, about? So I bring the spa to you, you know, wow. basically, you know, I I'm showing up. Um, you're going to get a physician or a PA in, in your home, the comforts of your own home. I bring all the supplies, the spa bed, the lighting, everything I need to perform whatever procedure um, that we're providing that day. Uh, in the comforts of your own home. You don't have to find parking. You don't have to use your gas. You don't have to travel. Um, I work outside of business, classic nine to five, doctor brick and mortar hours. Mm. You know, um, my goal is to provide convenience. Um, in today's world, we're all busy. And it's it's nice not to have to take your day off from work to go to the office or to have a procedure done or, you know, to to, you know, do different things. And so my goal is to provide that convenience where I can, I can accommodate your schedule, um, whether it's evening when you get off of work or even on a weekend. And, um, and, you know, and you have my direct line. So I provide that kind of concierge direct contact. I answer my phone. You talk to me as the physician or my wife is the PA. You're not getting an answering service. Um, and I think it's, it's kind of a, it's a unique service for the area. And, and I, can, I can provide that personalized touch and develop those relationships. Very, very cool. So tell us a bit about your journey and how you, you ended up where you are. Well, it's, it's been a little bit of a road, but, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I actually I was actually a combat medic in the military prior to medical school. Oh, so wow. I was I was a Navy combat medic and I did, I did about five years on active service. And 
kind of transitioning out, you know, I wanted to pursue medicine. Um, I went to medical school at University of South Florida, uh, right here in Tampa, and, um, you know, did my residency training. I'm actually a board certified emergency medicine physician. So I trained up at Orlando Health uh, downtown where I got my board certification and kind of relocated to the Fort Myers area. I'm still a full-time practicing ER doctor. So, you know, I kind of, I kind of do this, uh, on the side, but, um, you know, when I, when I have downtime, I'm, I'm working with clients out in the community. So it's, it's it's been a little bit of a road, but, uh, yeah, I, um, I love what I do. I, you know, I love working with people, the community, both from an emergent perspective and then from the aesthetic side of the house. Yeah. So, so when, uh, you know, you started your, your service was, was a medic something that they made you pursue or was that an interest of yours from kind of when you were a kid? How did that play out? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So I actually always was interested in medicine. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I was, I was actually, I grew I grew up in Long Island, New York, and I was looking to kind of get out of the fishbowl of Long Island at the time. <laughs> and uh, I said, I want to do some traveling. And I was, I was diving. I was actually in the process of going to SEAL training uh, for special operations. Wow. Wow. When I got, when I arrived at boot camp, they, they had, were, were overmanned with combat medics, which is what I signed on for. So they wanted me to drop my schooling. And I said, you know, I, I knew I had too much of a passion for medicine. Mm-hmm. So they would not let me take the indoc. I later went to seal training when I was in California, they reopened it. And unfortunately I was what we call a buds dud. <laughs> I dropped, I dropped in hell week and, uh, what they call hell week during training and, and, uh, got reassigned to work for the Admiral, the Naval hospital in, in Bethesda, Maryland. So, but it's, uh, wow. <laughs> but always you know, medicine. I, I always had a passion for, yeah. you know, emergent medicine, just, you know, helping people, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. in, in, in a variety of ways. So it, yeah. it was, it was a great opportunity. I, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun, my time in service. I was glad I had the opportunity to serve and, and now I get to serve the community in different ways. So. That you do. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and I can't even imagine what uh hell week was, was like, I mean, uh, uh, I, I think you have to be, uh, maybe maybe some some i don't i don't want to call uh, i mean i have great respect for anyone in the service and certainly sure. seals and and the closest we got that barb's brother uh, uh flew for the navy and he went wow. through survivor camp yes, and he would yes. tell stories about that which was just you know sleep deprivation you know you, oh yeah they, they drop you in the middle of nowhere it's freezing cold you have no clothes and all that stuff and they're coming after you but that's yeah, probably yeah. like one tenth of what you experienced in health. It's, 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 yeah, it's a little different, you know. It's it's a yeah. lot of a lot. Of, it's a lot. Of, it's it's probably more mental than physical. I yeah. mean, it's definitely physical, yeah. physically grueling. But it's 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 definitely a, a strong mental component, you know. Yeah. It's withstanding yeah. those cold temperatures and, like you said, the sleep deprivation and just yeah. being uncomfortable all the time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but uh, but no, it, it was a great journey. I mean, uh, it, it's it's helped me get to where I'm at today, and yep. and um. You know, so I I feel grateful for my time of service. So. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. How, how about when it comes to myths, misconceptions in your industry? What do you hear that you could speak to? Well, I think misconceptions for sure is that uh, you know when we talk about aesthetics, that it's 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 a it's a woman focused industry. It's it's really not. I mean, nowadays uh, we have plenty of men that are doing Botox and and are looking for ways to avoid the uh, the aging process. Right, hold on to that kind of rejuvenated refreshed look so you know we like to call it brotox you know there we and, go you know, so <laughs> it's, uh, 
it, it, but it, I think that's a big misconception is that aesthetics is just yeah. for women. And, and really, we're seeing a lot more men that are showing interest in these services um, and, and are enjoying them and benefiting, uh, you know, a little bit more youthful, like I said, refreshed look. So yeah, yeah. I think that's one big misconception. I think the other thing, too, is, is when, you know, when you think of Botox, people think, well, my face is going to be frozen. You know, I don't want that frozen look. Um, you know, that was probably more when Botox first came out. And I think when people were still trying to figure out how to utilize the product and, uh, and apply it. And, you know, nowadays we're going, like I said, for that refreshed look, just kind of looking yeah. more refreshed, get a little bit of youth back. But we're, you know, we're not, you know, freezing the face up completely. So I think that's another one. And, and the other one too is, is, you know, I shouldn't do Botox until, until I start having wrinkles, you know, and I think that's a big misconception. You know, you can actually, a lot of people will do preventative, you know, they want to do, they want to start early and prevent those dynamic uh, muscle movement from developing those kind of resting wrinkles and, and folds in the skin. So you know, there's, there's great opportunity for kind of almost preventative um, Botox. So we see a lot of that as well. Yeah. So, you know. Very cool. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. And I, and I would imagine for guys, uh, you know, it's probably pretty intimidating to walk into a menopause that's full of women, or at least in your mind, you know. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think that's the nice thing about the concierge aspect is yeah. that, you know, it is a personal service and some people, you know, like to keep it that way. And, and we, we want to respect that. And I think there's something nice about, you know, you're not in a waiting room, you're not staring at other people. Um, you know, you're in the comforts of your home. And I think yeah. there's, there's no better place to kind of have these services, um, in that type of setting. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Let's, Flip the switch and go to fun. What are you guys doing for fun outside of the working hours? Well, you know, that's a, that's a great question. Outside of my working hours really revolve around my two little girls. I got a, I got yeah. a four-year-old and I have a seven-year-old and they, they definitely keep me busy. They're a lot of fun and they're, they're at that kind of exciting age and, but they're, they're active. And so it's a lot of pool time, you know, it's uh it's a lot of laying on the ground and playing with all their toys with them and, and kind of, and kind of doing those sorts of things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. They are active years, yeah. <laughs> man. How about when it comes to a hardship life challenge, a uh, period of time that you were challenged, you got through it. And now you can look back and say, hey, because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. You know, for me, I, this draws me back. So actually came to when I had what we call dropped on, you know, basically when you when you quit in boot camp uh, and you ring out, um, you know, I think my the, the hardest time I had was uh, my dad was very excited about the idea of me being a SEAL. Hmm. And, you know, there's something about wanting to make your dad proud kind of, you know, is an important yeah. thing for or at least yeah. the time for me and still is. And so when I made the decision to ring out, um, my, my dad had a tough time communicating with me for a little bit. Right. And yeah. I think he was just disappointed because he felt a lot of my reasonings at the time that were important to me. He felt were in the grand scheme of things, you know, not good reasons to quit. Hmm. And I think he was a little disappointed and, and that, yeah. that was tough for me. That was tough for me when I would call home and it was tough to get dad on the phone. Wow. So, yeah. you know, I think he was just, he was so excited about where, where I came from and where I was going. And, and I, he felt like at that point I, I had a little bit of a missed opportunity. So that was yeah. tough. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good lesson as a parent going forward. Right? Oh yeah. You know, it's, oh, it's, absolutely. it's tough with our kids. You know, we have, our mindset, our life already plays out. I mean, our kids are in their 20s and 30s, but you still, you know, you have 
the journey you have in mind for them, but you have to remember that no, it's not about me. It's about you know my kids' journey and lessons along right. the way, right? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, me and my dad were very close. He's my best friend. I mean, we're we're yeah. we're, we're we're that way today. But yeah. there was a little bit of a time there where it was tough, you know. And yeah. my mom would yeah. answer the phone and say, "Dad's not ready to talk right now." Yeah, and that wow. was hard. That was hard. Wow. So. That beat me up a little bit, but you know, I think uh, I, I learned a lot, and you know, yeah. things happen for a reason. I look at my path, yep. where I've gone, where I'm at now, and you know, there's a reason why I'm here, and and you know, so I I, I believe in that, and, yeah. and I'm 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 happy. I've got a beautiful family, I've got a loving wife, and and we've I've got a great career, and and I, I you know I love what I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for you. Thanks for sharing that, Doctor Tam. Now, absolutely. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about your company? What would that be? I think it's the personalized service. I mean, it goes back to that developing relationships. You know, my job is not herding cattle. It's 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 really about listening to the client. It's about accomplishing their goals, what they're hoping to achieve, um, and just providing that personal touch service. And I think when you look at concierge medicine in general, I think that's 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 what you're getting. And, and, um, and, you know, my goal is developing and maintaining those relationships. Well, I know we have listeners who want to learn more, want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to do so? I think you can go, you go right to my website, shorebreakconcierge.com. You can look at me on Google. Um, feel free to reach out. There's a way to contact us on the website. I think the website gives some good information about what services we do provide. Um, and, you know, a little bit about us as well, my, my, my wife and I. Awesome. Well, Dr. Tan, it's been great getting to know you here. Thanks for being on the show. We wish you the absolute best going forward there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great opportunity and a great opportunity to reach out to the community. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com or call us at 239-224-4105.